Blog Talk Radio. Uh, let's see how it's good. All right, um, let me give you a quick introduction. Uh, we're back with another installment, the AJ Bruno Show. This time, uh, we're finally going to video format. People have nagged me to do it, and I'm uh, finally attempting it. So uh, today, we're joined by uh, Samira Armstrong. Uh, she's an actress who's appeared in quite a few popular TV shows and movies, and I've also heard she's the president-elect. So good evening, and uh, nice to talk to you. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's that's how it seems to work. <laughs> um, so we'll get into some politics in a bit. Uh, I want to start. I know you spent quite a bit of time growing up in Japan and uh, other parts of Asia. Uh, I don't think I'm the first one to originally think you were part Japanese, though. Uh, can you tell us about your background there? And uh, do people sometimes confuse you for that? Yeah, when they hear that I, but I'm not, um, and I, my parents went there to travel for traditional battlefield poetry. My mom was uh, researching uh, healing aspects uh, and traditions and culture. Um, so that, that the world that we were coexisted in was sort of like fighting and healing in Japan for, for many years. Um, but I am not, actually, after the so kind of like when Elizabeth Warren says she was Native American. So how did you first get interested in acting and then start to break into the industry? I've been meaning to watch through one of these days, but there's like 200 episodes. Um, yeah, I, I did that during COVID. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's probably yeah. worth it. But yeah. um, So what was guest starring on such a highly regarded classic uh, cult show like? It was amazing because it was also one of the shows that I know my dad had watched, you know, because it, it, and, and our genre didn't necessarily mix growing up, but that was a show that we had watched together. So to um, audition and be on that it was my first guest star role, and um, it was really beyond, like, you know, you have these dreams and aspirations of, of doing something, but when you're there and you're doing it, it, it blows your mind no matter what. Okay, great. Um, so another show you were on, uh, Freaks and Geeks, it's kind of like a 
that show was like a breeding ground of future successful actors. Uh, what did you take yeah, out yeah. of that? Yeah, that's that's a really, really good way of putting it. Um, that's exactly what it was. It felt like that's what it was, actually. Um, you know, I've been quite lucky to be on a number of shows that felt like relatively significant importance to culture, mm-hmm. and that was definitely one of them. But OC was another one. Um, and then also sort of like, well, also the entourage, but um, then even like cult classics like uh, The Mentalist. And it's all, you know, you, it's an honor to be on them, really. Um, it's a bizarre experience when you're that young and, and you're like, it, pe- people all around the world were watching the OC. You know, it was very, very strange because when we, well, I don't know about how old you are, but when I was watching mm-hmm. television, it wasn't worldwide, you know, we, worldwide, we were not watching the same thing. Um, but yeah, that's, that was a big turning point. Yeah. These days you can stream anything. So it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you anticipated some of my next questions. Uh, so I first knew who you were from the OC, which was like my personal teenager show. So that gives me yeah. an idea how old I am. Um, yeah. So this is kind of a, a breakout role for you. Uh, how did you land that and turn a one-off appearance into 15 episodes? I think I, you know, I was at a point in my career where I had been out there or here in Los Angeles um, for a number of years and putting in the footwork, so, you know, hitting the pavement as it were, auditioning. And um, I was really trying to do it the way that everyone was suggesting I did it, I felt like, you know, they probably knew what what was what was the route to take. You know, I was the newbie in this situation, but I found that every time I followed other people's lead and really didn't listen to my own instincts, it nothing came through. And so I sort of got to this place where I was like, I'm gonna cut my hair, I'm gonna dye it blonde, I'm just gonna be different than what everyone else is and be more like the punk rock I feel I am and see what happens. And oddly, I think it was both my confidence, but sort of just a difference in what was on the, you know, on the plate, so to speak, of, of you know, available actresses. Like, I think I just mixed it up a little bit. I truly believe because I had so much confidence in myself that I was able to portray a character with confidence, you know, especially in like the OC Specifically, it was like there was a cookie-cutter beauty and characters that were written, you know, in, like, this was All-American and, you know, and, and the girl next door and the brunette, you know, stunner. And I think that I was able to bring an element to the screen that, um, that not a lot of people got to have represent them. You know, I when I watched film and TV, like I wanted to see someone who looked like me, like who dressed odd like me, and who had, um, uh, care. Like so, I was, for whatever reason, at that moment in time, they were open to it, and um, because the show, it, it took eight days to to um, to film, and then you know, and then it would air. So they edited. It was like two weeks or two to three weeks lag. It felt, I, I believe is what it was. It might it might have been more than that. Maybe maybe three weeks. But you'd film, you'd start to film, and then three, uh, roughly three weeks later, the episode would be on air. And the audience response was why I was able to come back and why I continued to stay for for as long as I did mm-hmm. because they really they responded to Anna. 
And actually, the character was written as, you know, a, a long brown hair, um, bookworm, whatever that means. And, um, you know, and uh, I, w- I, yeah, it was like an exciting, I actually, this was, the audition was very, very far away. And I'd been to this location for other projects. And I kept saying, I, I hate coming down here. Like, it's so, I never get it. After this audition, this is my last audition down here. And then I'm going to, you know, that's when I ended up coming down weekly because I had to film there. But it was worth it. That's fun. Um, one thing I've heard, though, with that show is people ask for a reunion scene. Every show comes back these days, it seems. But they insist there's no good story to tell. They don't want to come back. What do you think about that? And what have you heard? I have, I mean, I've heard the people asking for it. I, I, I mean, there's, there's always a good story yeah. to tell. I, ha- I haven't heard, um, I haven't heard anybody, it, producers or anybody talking about it or, or actors. And I haven't come out as, um, in the way that I have in the last few months. I don't think if there was a reunion that I'd be invited to be a part of it, but yeah. Well, these days you never know. Like Roseanne got rid of her own show, so that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that would be that would be good to say. Um, so in an Entourage, that was another show I watched. Uh, you were on for eight episodes. Was there ever any chance you were going to stick around longer there, or was Ari Gold too tough of a boss? No, that was supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think it was like six up six of the eight episodes. She was supposed to pop in and out. Um, Ari was a tough one, <laughs> but I, I loved him and I learned so much from him. And it's really bonkers what's happened in Hollywood and how people become villainized for the most ridiculous things. And I, I had the, the best experience with him. He taught me a lot. We would we would be acting, and if we'd be doing like a, a on the walk scene. And I would start to fumble, and I'd get nervous. And he pulled me aside and goes, "Hey, if that happens, just keep genuine and wonderful to me." So I, I'm kind of bummed. You heard about his show getting canceled because of my Me Too movement. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that movement is getting it's it's crazy to say the least. It, so. it is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Um, so, yeah. It's like a witch hunt. Yeah, that's plenty of mildness. Yeah, it's a witch hunt. Um, so uh, another role you did another show I watched but by the end I kind of wish that uh, maybe I didn't because of the way it ended uh, Resurrection uh, so that was your, your longest TV role I want to know uh, what the hell was going on because we never explained anything and I feel like I invested two seasons and got no answers so. no I did too I think we all did I, you know they, the producers always said we know where this is heading we know where this is going we have a trajectory we know how it's going to end I, I question if that was real. Um, I think that they sort of blew the lid too soon by pulling him up from the grave. Do you remember that? I don't know, the first in the first few episodes. I think they could have just like taken longer and let it let it the mystery of it live a little. The pace was it was of was kind of fast in some places but mm. also sort of slow in others. Um I don't know. I was looking for a really good mystery. The pilot was incredible. There were great writers. I I think I hate it. It doesn't matter because I keep I, honestly I keep going back to this. I have the freedom to say anything because quite frankly I don't think that I will be hired again having come out as a conservative. That being said, I I think there were too many cooks in the kitchen in mm. that particular in that particular um, 
project. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you asked the, the writers on there for any answers or tried to pry anything? Yeah, they they just would say, you know, we we know we know where it's going, but we, we can't tell you. Yeah, I don't think I believe them. I don't think they had any idea what was going on at that rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So uh, with some of your movie roles, the one that stands out to me, for some reason the critics didn't like it. I enjoyed Just My Luck. I thought it was a good movie. Oh, yeah. What did the critics say about that one? Uh, Rotten Tomato score is not so generous on it. It's on the lower end. Well, well, what was their, what was, what, did they say, like, it was just terrible? I guess they thought it was cliche, but they didn't like the story. Well, or that's that's, that's so sort of thing. comedy. That, that, that's Look, what they I'll say. I'll be the first to admit when a, a project I've been in is kind of bunk. But I thought that was cute. I don't, I thought it was great. I know it cost a lot of money to make because mm. there was a lot of, um, editing that was required um but yeah yeah um what sort of editing (laughs) in particular uh lindsay lohan would was in a phase where she really liked to spray tan and so um color matches were not always the same from week to week skin so they had to color match and color correct to outside of it that is interesting I do think that Chris Pine seems like a cool guy. Is that the impression you got? Definitely. That was definitely. He's like human. I'm not sure. Like, he drives this really cool car and he's got cool glasses and, like, he looks like a character from, um, I don't know, the 60s? No, wait, the 70s? What era do you think that was? Uh, I don't know. Do you know what the time I've seen? Yeah, I'm going to say 70s. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was always a, a real sweetheart. A yeah. Very, very lovely man. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a big star now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He is, for sure. Um, uh, oh, there are a few music videos you were in, especially that one we remember from American Idol, which has a ridiculous yes. number of views. Uh, what's the story behind those and being involved in one as big as, uh, as that? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was just an act of, of God, I guess I um, I was happy to be a part of it. It was such a great. Um, I found out way later after American Idol had been on for a while that it was the song that they were using. <laughs> I had no idea why everyone knew what the song was, um, but I, I loved the concept. Daniel Powders was awesome, and um, I, I loved telling sh- stories in short form. I think that there's a, a really beautiful way to get a message across in two minutes and it's, you have to be super creative and and show just enough not to be like over emoting I, I just think I think these videos are, are beautiful mm-hmm. definitely uh, so I skipped over uh, quite a lot of your acting resume or is there anything that I didn't mention that you're particularly proud of TV show movie wise you enjoy no. no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sums it up <laughs> <laughs> You know, what happened was there, I had a lot of joy and excitement for, for the possibilities. And as I got older, um, the storytelling became more limited. And not just because of my age, but also because of what was happening in America. No. And I think that people stopped taking risks with content for mm-hmm. fear of being canceled and stopped telling stories that were authentic for fear of being canceled and um, became this really unorganic process. And and it's a shame because there's a lot of people who've been silenced and then there's a lot of people who are just in fear. So they're going down this road of storytelling that's just like 
it's lifeless, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've got the, like, feel-good lifetime projects and the feel-good uh, Hallmark projects and, you know, the really interesting, like, spy dramas and stuff. But, like, where are the real authentic human stories that don't have, like, some PC liberal, liberal-driven uh, propaganda in it? Every show these days has <laughs> it pretty much. I mean, it's... Every show. You know what makes me still have the show, um, Bosch? And, you know, that show takes place in Los Angeles. It's without the LAPD. Why, in the midst of defund the police and cutting $100 million from the LAPD funding, why, why, why would a show that completely exists because of the LAPD just keep their mouth shut? Hmm. Why, why wouldn't they say not one thing? Have they said anything? I mean, I've, I've actually gone looking. I'm like, they have to have said something. We support the blue. We back the blue. Back the blue, by the way. Um, you know, how could how can nobody? All these shows, and, and not only not didn't say not say anything, but they they are, have been articles and um, line producers, not line producers, um, um, showrunners yeah. have said like, oh well, you know, we've been doing a disservice by not painting police by painting police in too good of a light. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's this idea that they should make, vilify them more. Uh, and and that's the danger, and that's exactly what I meant by, you know, that film and television has a big impact on culture. Like, that's it in a negative way, a pretty negative way. So, like, we're getting inundated with our media with that information, and now our, our what we watch for pleasure is also inundating us with this, you know, ridiculous narrative that we're supposed to be at war with basically everyone who doesn't speak in sync with these particular people. Yeah. One thing that I never got was, so Hollywood is so left-leaning. It's supposed to be liberal, progressive, open-minded, but if you have different views, they will hound on you. Unless you're already, like, a huge, like, A++ star, your career is, like, sabotaged for speaking up about it. Um, What have people said to you about this? Do you have, uh, you know, ones you know who have different views that respect them, or what's the overall, like, outcome? Yeah, so I've had... um... As soon as I came out, I had um, a few old agents reach out to me and thank me mm-hmm. for speaking out that they never would be able to. Um, I then started hearing from different producers here and there who shared the sentiment of, you know, being conservative. And, and, and I think I think it's a, it's a branding issue that we have right now, right? Mm-hmm. So progressive, like, we're being tricked into thinking nobody buys it. Progressive is not progressive. You know, progressive is, is very limited, actually. And conservative is actually the opposite. Conservative, that only applies to government. We, don't, we just don't want the government. Everybody else can mm. be here illegally. We can all hang out together. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. Nobody cares about that stuff anymore. Okay, maybe there's like a small limited mm. group, but I'm not speaking for them. And I don't think, I don't think anyone else is. Because of that, they're creating the same world that of fear is what they're becoming. Like, nobody here is that. They've never been that, guys. Okay, so maybe some super progressive right-wing conservatives at one point. But, like, the majority of Americans are not extremists, you know? But it seems like more and more the message of the left is becoming extremist, and the actions are becoming extremist as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like to use the term liberal or even 
progressive is the thing they wanted us to call them. I just say leftist because right. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what my, my buddy says the same yeah. thing. It's like, you should not call them liberal because that's not what they are. Yeah. You know, and there are actual liberals who don't adhere or feel in sync with what the left, the far left is saying either. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So is this a more recent revelation for you, or were you, like, secretly a Bush supporter back when the left in Hollywood was after him? Yeah. <laughs> I love that you remember that. I wasn't a, I wasn't a too young to vote. Oh, yeah, I was too young to vote, but I was here when... 2000? 2000, yeah. Not, oh. not that I'm counting, but I don't think so. Okay, it was 2000. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay, wait, did I vote? But I must have voted, but I have no recollection yeah. of it. Uh, I must have been a mail-in ballot. No. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, actually, from, from here to Arizona. I hope it was legal. Um, what? I hope it was a legal ballot. It, it was. It was legal. It was legal. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um. So why don't I remember voting? That's really bizarre. Okay. So I remember I must tell the story all the time, but I was in a yoga class and uh, I was in a Kundalini yoga class in Studio City, and he had just gotten reelected, and there were people literally in there crying, like falling, <laughs> and I was just like. Like I, I just moved out from Arizona, mm. and you know, and and I, I, I thought it was like, this seems irrational, and and I and I was like, well, there must be a reason for it. There must have some logical, fundamental thing that they're basing this mm. reaction on. But I, I don't believe that that was true necessarily. And and certainly as I as time went on, it proved not to be true. Um, I always felt out of step with Hollywood, but I wasn't quite sure why. Um, I hadn't really opinion or perspective. I definitely felt like there was some hysteria in Hollywood. And um, intuitively, when Obama came around, and um, I just, something fell off. It, it, It did, I... I felt like he was a car salesman. I, I felt like, you know, I understood on the one hand, like, wow, this is really great for the country to have a black president. Like, this is going to mean a lot. But I think, I, I just, I, 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 I didn't understand identity politics at that time. But that is what I, I, I've now come to understand that that's what that was about. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, part, he was presidential, whatever that means. He spoke pre- presidential, whatever that means. And, he didn't do anything, he didn't get anything done, which traditionally in my life was pretty much how it had been going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Does hope and change not count? Yeah, hope, hope and change sounds nice, mm-hmm. but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that I, and that was a big thing when I, when I saw hope in my head, I was like, nope. You know, I, I just, I just felt like hope is such a last resort, you know, it, it's not a really, I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs>
so I took that leap of faith, especially when he started speaking about draining the swamp. And, yeah. and if that doesn't perk up your ears, I don't know what will. Because he, yeah. that's the thing, intuitively throughout the years that, you know, you're like, wow, that's not what I can't even look at that stuff. It's so creepy and cringy and disgusting and like pure evil what's going on in politics. Mm. Like it's so unrelatable, untangible, and so out uh, apart from American, you know. But then the way Trump spoke and he was fallible and he said the wrong things sometimes. He said the right things in the wrong way sometimes. And I was excited that we weren't hearing that really smooth-talking, political car salesman again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, as much as they hated Bush, I'm surprised they didn't keel over from him because it must have been a million times worse to watch that. <laughs> as much as they as hated Bush, I'm surprised they didn't keel over from Trump because I would think it would be a million times worse. They, they being who? The, the liberal Hollywood elite, the leftist Hollywood elite. What do you mean? That's exactly what happened. They keeled over. But they're still around, and I thought they would have, like, <laughs> dropped dead okay. from it. Yeah. They pretty much have. It's the walking dead out yeah, here. Pretty much. So. Um, so you mentioned identity politics. That's something that uh, bothers me a lot. One thing I remember, uh, the Academy changed its rules recently. I'm sure you heard about it. So that in a few years, it's going to be impossible for any normal movie to get nominated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah it, 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 storytelling is over. If mm-hmm. you have parameters in which your story is allowed to be told. It's not your story anymore. It's mm-hmm. someone else's, right? And so if you're only telling stories that someone else is, is satisfied with, then you're funneling out all, all the rest of the world and existence and ideas and perceptions, and you're getting one note. You know, it's like playing a song with two keys, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the keys you're allowed to play. That's it. Yeah. And sure, you can be super creative with that, but like, why? Why are we doing that? who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and all these studio bosses, I'm sure there's not many liberals among them, but I, I don't know. I know a few. I know, and, and you know, a lot of these people, they don't care one way or the other. They just want to make the money. Mm-hmm. So they're going the safest, the most safe and sound bankable route. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who are really, are sick of it, are sick of the identity politics, are sick of the, of the racism training in um you know, human resources that they have to sit through. There's a lot of people who don't buy into it and are being forced to, but run the risk of not being employed if they if they stand up to it. Mm-hmm. But then that being said, the way the industry's been working, people are making less and less money, and especially now with COVID, okay. they're at the point where it's like, it's not worth it to bite my tongue anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what you did. So, um yeah, I mean, acting was always one of my passions, too, but I'm very outspoken politically. Oh, good so, yeah, so I felt like this would not work in today's world. Uh, do you feel yeah. like someone like that just wouldn't fit in? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and that's what I hope. I hope that, you know, I, when I came out speaking, I was like, okay, I'm willing. What, I, what I'm very likely doing is putting it all on the line. Mm-hmm. I, I'm basically, and that was, you know, that it was that important to me mm-hmm. that my entire life stream was like, okay, like, you have to say something. I kept looking around waiting for other people to speak up. Finally, Matthew McConaughey kind of has that, which is awesome. And that's a start, you know. But at the time, it was me, James Wood, Christy Alley, you know, <laughs> Scott Bale. Like, it was kind of an odd bunch. But um, it, in 
it doesn't need to be so extreme, right? Like, I'm not trying to force anyone's mind. I just want to say, hey, we all have perceptions of reality that we can still work together and we can still tell stories with one another. You guys liked me until you found out that I voted for Trump. <laughs> you know, don't, doesn't that make you kind of weird, not me? You know what I mean? No, like, nothing's changed on my end, you know? Exactly. Um, Although there are, like, there's this growing industry of, like, conservative and Christian films. So what about that, do you think? Well, so I think that's the other extreme. And and that's an avenue for people to be able to tap into and, and watch that sort of thing. But mm. that's, that's, in a way, another echo chamber. And, like, I'm glad it exists because you need the contrast to the left. But you also just need storytelling which yeah. it doesn't have to be driven conservative or driven christian or driven liberal just like like well, how do we can't we exist together again like mm-hmm. isn't that a thing that is possible and I, I know it is that's the way it used to be anymore. it used to be and you know the other thing that used to be is like we used to not talk politics we used to not tell anyone who we voted for mm-hmm. you know that wasn't a thing it used to be impolite like you don't talk about politics money yeah. and religion absolutely yeah. absolutely and and now it's like you okay you've got this the talking head conservatives me and you and whoever mm-hmm. else on our side you know that are, like you know and, but then you have mo- majority is the like in Hollywood is like you're talking about Joe Biden you talk you're not you're conservative yeah. <laughs> you know I don't understand why some of them like uh, Kamala so much and, and I feel like people forgot like during the debates one she basically called Biden a racist. And two, she's talking about spending trillions of dollars on reparations, which is insane. But that she's a moderate somehow, I don't understand that. Yeah. No, none, none of it makes sense. Yeah. The health care plan doesn't make sense. Save the world. Climate change doesn't make sense. But nobody cares about it. Nobody on the left cares about it making sense. They care about feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with a lot of personal responsibility for, for one's human experience, right? That fits into progressiveness and liberalism. It's like, I need you to say something or not say something because it offends me or makes me feel bad. So you need to change for me to feel good. And so these politicians on the left come up and they say these things and they feel good when it doesn't matter that, you know, they don't, that it's actually quite evil what they're saying or that it's probably going to take the tank the economy or that millions of people are going to lose their lives and their jobs because it's pretty much communism. Mm. That doesn't matter. They feel good hearing it, you know, and then they'll be able to blame it on someone else when the hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. Um, so I'm curious, do you consider yourself conservative on every issue or do you kind of differ on anything? Yeah. I'm not really sure what, you know, in my mind, like I want, small government, mm-hmm. little regulations, like get the government out of our everyday experience yeah. and let them handle the big stuff, you know, the big United States against another country stuff. I, I don't want them in, in my life and, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they should be involved. They're not good decision makers and they don't reflect Americans for the most part. You know, like overall, they're just being bankrolled by lobbyists, an agenda that the corporations need like I don't need that whole thing in my life so that's my biggest thing um in terms of I don't know what like where I stand on abortion I I, I'm pro-choice to a certain extent you know like that sort of thing and I'm I'm but I'm even that I'm having an awakening of course and I'm reflecting on on what that means and 
especially how it goes in sync with my faith and mm. what that means. So that's an evolving, I, I don't have a hard line. I know, yeah, whatever. Okay. So there's that, you know, but then uh, like with, with marriage, are, is that, are we talking about like gay marriage? Like how, yeah, of course they should be able to be, I think like mm. what's the big deal, but you know, I, I don't have anything to, I don't, there's no there's no dog in, in the fight for that for me like so maybe yeah. more libertarian on those social issues maybe yeah. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. yeah. I, I guess I don't like the idea of I, I, I want to remain um, uh, not anonymous but I, I want the anonymity of not having to take on an entire group's identity to define me mm -hmm. um, because there's so many people with so many different perceptions. Like, why would I put myself, you know, into a box? Yeah. And I think people are evolving. You know, people are, their understandings of things evolve daily. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you think, okay, Sorry. Go ahead. I'm really bummed about. Yeah. Five, four years, I was in silence while Trump was in office mm. because, you know, I didn't pay as much attention. Like, I, I, I paid attention, but not nearly as much attention as I have in the last four months. And I miss, I feel like I did myself such a disservice because I was in fear of being caught, right, mm -hmm. that, I, that I had voted for him in Hollywood. And, and I think there were so many things he did that were so glorious, and there were so many moments that I could have just soaked up had I not been in so much fear. And that's no one else's responsibility but my own. Yeah. And I guess that's part of, like, my coming out is, like, taking ownership of that. Because I could sit here and be like, well, the left told me that I couldn't have a job if I didn't do it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but that's, that's, yes, that was my own doing that I did to myself. Yeah. So did you come from, like, a political background at all? Like, do you have, is your family lean one way or the other? My father's more leans more Republican because he's mm -hmm. on no no less government involved in his life as well. Yeah. Um, and my my mom's independent. Is like I've never actually heard my dad say he's Republican, so maybe I I don't know. It wasn't yeah. a big topic of discussion ever. So they enforce their uh, beliefs on you like certain people do. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, uh, no. They were big on de developing uh, independent thinking. And actually, um, you know, when BLM came out this year, mm -hmm. again, um, I was like, I dove into it at first. And I was like, this is important to black people. <laughs> that whole yeah. movement, like, it was, I mean, it's, the people are so tied with Marxists. They've defended Castro and stuff. Yeah. And yet, yeah. they people throw money at them. Like, I, know. This, like, I know, I know, I know. That was the one thing I never donated to them because, again, my fear of big organizations. I was like, where is this going? Mm -hmm. So I instead, like, bought some black-owned black businesses or a street in Minnesota that got burned down, or Minneapolis that got burned down. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Do the right? Uh, I can't think of Yeah, that. you do. You do. You I know me. vaguely what it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I put my money there. But, but, but as I researched more, I was like, so insulting to black people to operate under this assumption like that, that they're not capable of taking care of themselves. You know, there's this idea from the liberal world, which I was existing in, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, they're at a disadvantage and they're not capable that because white privilege and all this stuff. And it was like, that's the, like, 
most disgusting racist shit that I've <laughs> ever heard. Like, what do you mean they're not capable? Don't they have, like, aren't they human? You know, aren't, mm. aren't they Americans? Mentality that is nurtured and coaxed into existing that people really champion for. And it's the exact opposite of what we should be doing for our society. It's like, you're capable of absolutely anything. That's what America's about. Mm. And, you know, sure, you might have someone say, no, I don't like what you're doing. You know, I don't like you because you're this or that. But you have the ability to rise above in a most beautiful, tremendous way and prove that person wrong on the various uh, various ways and in and, 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 and capabilities and that I don't believe that anyone should be limited by someone else's understanding of them. Mm-hmm. or misunderstanding of that you know like your worth shouldn't be because that person doesn't think you should have the job which i also don't think really exists as as much as as we're being say we are are, are am i as fuzzy as your faces right now am i fuzzy it doesn't look like it to me that's not good <laughs> i'll play just a okay. connection it's uh, just like digital fuzz well i'd like to avoid these technical <laughs> issues <laughs> Uh, it looks okay to me, but um, okay, here we okay. go. So, um, but uh, no, I don't understand that. Like, especially because one, you know, political faction has not really done anything for them over all these decades. It wouldn't make yeah. sense to keep supporting that. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! It yeah. just makes you want to pull your hair out. Like the guy who created the crime bill that we're talking about. If there is this systemic racism and that we're pointing to, is actually written by the guy you're champion for. Uh, championing for to get into office. How does this make sense? And then you have Kamala Harris, who's put innocent people in jail, kept them in bars, behind bars longer, withhold held evidence. I mean, these are not good, historically good people for black and minority communities. Mm-hmm. Why, why now is it going to be any different? And, you know, at, at a certain point, you just have to be like, you have to put your hands up. So nobody's looking at reality and being like, hey, this is odd. You know, like, well, no, they are. They're looking at reality and saying, yeah, that's bad, but they won't do it this time. Like, what are we teaching society that, that, that that's the logical next thought? The logical next thought is they've messed up for 47 years. What makes us think that the 48th year is going to be in better? What makes them think that we're stupid enough to believe that? Yeah, that's the logical argument, but for some reason it doesn't work. Well, I, I said, you know how the left says that, um, uh, the left says that gender is a social construct. So I, my new thing is that uh, to the left, logic is a social construct. <laughs> <laughs> Which they can ignore whenever they want. Yeah, yeah. So in L.A. and California, it seems like these used to be, especially California, used to be redder or even more competitive. And that state is it's like it's completely gone. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, is it a place you want to stay despite that? No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm definitely leaving. With the new DA we have here, they're releasing um, inmates by the thousands, um, I think effective like tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And they're cutting the cost, uh, or they're, sorry, they're cutting the police funding. They've already cut it by, I think it was 150, it was either 100 million or 150 million, and they're doing another 50 million. They're getting rid of jobs and opportunities out here. I mean, it, it's like a bad Batman movie, what's <laughs> happening here. There's just like, let the criminals out and 
then, you know, what? how are we supposed to defend ourselves? We, we don't even have police officers anymore. Are we allowed to have uh, our weapons to protect ourselves? No, not even that. You know, it's just, you've got to get out of this place. I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to take some, there's uh, Major William. He's going to be running for governor. There's an impeach, a uh, uh, recall Newsom process, Governor Newsom, that, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to get him out of here. DA, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to take some really strong-willed people to fight back against these maniacs who, I don't know, are they maniacal? Are they evil? Are they dumb? I, I can't tell because we're still in lockdown based on no science. You know, they're mm-hmm. shut down outdoor dining based on no science. Yet we all go to Walmart and hang out and, and you know, go grocery shopping in aisles that are closer than we would have to sit if we were sitting outside eating. Yeah. That makes no sense. I mean, they recalled Ray Davis, so I don't see why they can't recall Gavin Newsom. For, that's true. That, that is yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the more stringent he gets with these ridiculous lockdowns. Uh, Mayor Garcetti came on the other day, and he said, uh, uh, cancel everything. Cancel all your plans. Don't meet with anyone. Team with anyone. Don't travel if you don't have to. And then it was like, I walked outside, I was like, so what's canceled? And nothing. Nothing was canceled. It was just an act. I, I think he just said it because I don't know how you're supposed to get to a location without walking, but all the locations were open. I don't know how you're supposed to get to get your hair done, which you can still do, and your nails done, which you can still do, and mm-hmm. you know everything else other than eat outside. Yeah. But you know you have to you have to drive to get there. So no, and the police for the majority of the part. I mean, there is this. I think I do believe the chief in Los Angeles is trying to make the police officers enforce. The um, curfew, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to do that. You know, they don't. They don't want to be. They they don't want to become enemies of of citizens who yeah. are having their rights taken away left and right. It's a, it's a historically really scary time. I mean, this will go down in the history book. Gone too far in so many ways. Even in your own your old homeland of the OC, the sheriff yeah. there is uh, complaining about it too. So. Yeah, so that's a, that's good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, sheriffs can be replaced, and I, I wonder how long that these, like, you know, brave men and women will actually have an opportunity to speak out against what's going on mm. before before someone else is like, no, no, no we're going to find someone yeah. who will say what we want. You know what I mean? Exactly. The worst part, though, is the hypocrisy. Like, a few weeks ago, he was spotted oh. dining, and there was, like, too many people yeah. with that, you know. He was sorry he got caught. That's what he was sorry about. If he if he was in so much fear, it was if it was as bad as they say it is, they wouldn't have run the risk for themselves and their own lives to get caught. Mm-hmm. It's not even about like hiding better. They would have been scared to do it. There's nothing out there to be. We take care of ourselves. We isolate and and we you know protect the vulnerable and we go on with our, with our life like we always have. And these these politicians are proving that that yeah that is what they do. Yeah. You know. Crazy. So if not uh, California, where are you thinking in terms of a uh, free place? I, yeah. I, I'm thinking Arizona, even though it pretends turn blue. It'll go I back. Don't <laughs> yeah, or I if, don't, if it either went blue, who knows what it went. Yeah. It yeah. might have not really went that way. So. I would love to be in a place that didn't try to take all of my money in taxes mm-hmm. and that um, stay out of my business and has less rules and regulations that I could have a business that thrives. Um, and just exist, you know, that's, that's America, freedom. We need that freedom back. And it, it, it can't feel like there's this 
all watching eye over us all the time. Mm-hmm. Where where do you live? New, York? New Jersey. Well, I've worked in New York not recently, okay. but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, no, but we don't have the outdoor dining here. But then again, it's freezing now. You you can have it because it's warm. Right, right, right. And they they closed it down right before Thanksgiving with no scientific evidence to back up or support why they were doing that. I mean, and the the restaurants spent so much money on creating these outdoor dining spaces, hundreds of thousands of dollars for each restaurant. Like, they're just screwed. I saw an article the other day. There was an outdoor dining restaurant closed, and right next door there was a movie that had a – so it it made no sense. But he has to cater to his friends, I guess. So. Disgusting. So. When he he yeah he put out an announcement that um that the entertainment industry industry is an essential business. Mm-hmm. It's essential to their propaganda, is what it is. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, since there's going to be a lockdown of the state for the next like uh, through Christmas, uh, what's your plan to to ride that out? Um, are we in the lockdown right now? Is that what's happening? I don't know if it started yet. Did it? Oh, okay, so there's, like, it's so confusing. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Mean, it really is. Um, <laughs> my plan to write it out, I'm just going to carry on with my life business as usual. I mean, what are they going to do? Break down your door. And then... <laughs> I don't think they, I, mean, I haven't heard of anyone going after anyone no. yet, you know, no. right? And I think that the resistance, the freedom rallies are the biggest, the biggest, monumental moment will be the businesses that refuse to shut down and that's a scary place to be I'm, I'm not there so I can't speak to that I'm not, I don't have a restaurant that I'm like no I'm not gonna I'm gonna stay open and serve people that's a scary daunting place to be I can imagine but that's gonna be the real shift when people are like back off you know you're where's the science and actually Beverly Hills recently came out saying we're not going to accept the health uh Commissioner, is that the word? Health Commissioner? I'm not sure. Um, House County Director, something or another, to tell us to shut down our restaurants without any evidence. And if you're going to make any mandated restrictions, you need to provide data to prove as to why. And it needs a mass, okay, you're all shut down. It needs to be localized and, and, and make sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem having a governor like that. Even when he was mayor of San Francisco, I remember knowing who he was then. And the fact that he's reached the level that he has, I, I never liked the guy, and I don't understand what anyone does. So. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think many do. I think the ones that do are in on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, well, uh, with that, uh, are there any uh, closing words of wisdom you want to leave us with? Yeah, I just I, I just hope that people and I and I'm sure they do if they're listening to you, mm-hmm. you know, remember the fundamentals of, of what America is and we get knocked down and we get back up and fundamentally as Americans we have the right to freedom. But that right needs to be fought for to be kept and it needs to be used to be kept. You know, it's like a it's like a muscle. If we don't if we don't strengthen that then it becomes weak. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's what's happened. We, I think a lot of us have become weak, you know, in, in just expecting that things are going to go away because that's naturally how it's been. We have to exercise and practice our rights. No, nope, that I agree with, and hopefully people do. Uh, so thanks again for being on. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Great. All right. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you.
That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just stopped the recording. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. Thanks a lot. You too. And um, hope you don't have too much government oppression there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is early for you, right? For me, it's still early too. Yeah. No, this is my bedtime. This is perfect timing. Oh, is it? This early? Yeah. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I admire that. I'm not a morning person. I can't. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for being on, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>